I bless the Lord and thank Him for all the tender mercies that He's shown to me just today. Um, I chose this psalm recently, and I'm finding out that it couldn't have been a better one. Um, it's my distinct pleasure to bring to you Psalm 45. I'd like to think this is the best psalm, if I can say that. Um, I have many favorites, but this one has become very special to me, especially recently. There are some that think that this psalm is talking about Solomon, Solomon and Pharaoh's daughter and their love for each other, but they are short, simply short-sighted. Right. Yes. This is no love song of two earthly sinners pretending to love each other. Yes. Well-focused spiritual eyes will see here Jesus and his bride only. Yes. If you adore the Lord Jesus Christ and delight in him and his love for you, this psalm should be precious to you. Yes. Psalm 45 is unique. It's very decorative and flowery, like parables and poems often are. So don't be looking for a specific application in every word or phrase. But instead, look for an overall theme. Paul determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ crucified, and we should do the same. Amen. Jesus said in John 5 to search the scriptures, which, by the way, means the Old Testament, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Verse 1 is the introduction. Verses 2 through 7 describe a conquering prince. Verses 8 through 16 describe a royal lover. And verse 17 is the conclusion. All right. Psalm 45. Please allow me to read it to you. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. The daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of thy fathers shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Verse 1. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. The Lord Jehovah, through David, 
has some good things to tell you about. Yes. What does indict mean? It means to utter, suggest, or inspire words to be written down or repeated, to dictate. This verse tells us about the doctrine of inspiration. God chose to give us his words through men writing it down. And God inspired David, the writer, to write this love song about our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God, thy, therefore God hath blessed thee forever. This cannot be Solomon. He was only a man without such superlative attributes. The Lord Jesus Christ is fairer than any natural man. Yes. He is described in the Song of Solomon as the chiefest among ten thousand. Yes. The children of men are corrupt in all ways by sin and its effects. Remember, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. Right. He, on the other hand, is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. The glory of his countenance is as the sun shining in its strength. He is the bright and morning star, the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the day spring from on high, wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Amen. Amen. Graciousness and gracious speech are some of the most desirable virtues that Excuse me, desirable virtues in a person. Yes. Jesus Christ had greater graciousness and grace in his lips than any man. Right. May our speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, as was his. Verse 3 and 4. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty, as in thy majesty and in thy majesty, ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness, and thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. This glorious prince is preparing for battle. What does the Bible say about Jesus Christ in his battles? It shows him as a glorified king on a white horse, destroying all his enemies. Revelation 5.5 says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. That's the book of life that he's talking about there. He prevailed. He arose, and he tore the bars away. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5, thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. The writer is calling on this king to ride forth prosperously onto total victory, bringing all enemies under his feet because of his truthfulness, meekness, and righteousness. Jesus Christ has or soon will crush all enemies, both natural and spiritual, such as Satan, sin, and death, the grave. Verse 6, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. These words prove the full deity of Jesus Christ as the Word of God. Jesus Christ will sit on the throne of David forever and ever. Paul quoted this verse in Hebrews 1 when he was establishing that Jesus is far above the angels. Verse 7, Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Here we see this king's character. He loved righteousness and hated wickedness. May we all follow his example. The oil of gladness here is a prophecy about the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes. God gave Jesus the Holy Spirit without measure, Amen. unlike any man. Amen. But Jesus, in turn, gave him to his church, as we read in Acts. Yes. Yes. Now, there's a distinct shift in verse 8. It says, All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia, out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. The focus here shifts away from his military victories and toward his desirableness as a husband. Remember, the overall picture of Christ and the mutual love with his bride is what we must see here. Verse 9, King's daughters were among thy honorable women, 
Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. This verse is talking about the wedding party. King's daughters were among the bridesmaids, and the maid of honor is the queen in fine gold. Again, look for the overall king, the overall theme. The king of kings is getting married to you. Yes. Verse 10. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. Important instruction is given here that the bride should consider and submit to carefully. The call to discipleship that Jesus makes to his bride is of great importance and value. Our love of Christ can have no of competitors. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily besets that so easily besets us, and let's follow him. Verse 11. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. How can we be good enough for him? By nature we are sinful, ugly in the sight of God, and we constantly wander from him. But Jesus loved the church and gave his own life to make us beautiful unto himself. Allow me to read a passage from Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones." For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. We are enough for him because he has made us that way. And this is no ordinary king that we're dealing with, so worship him. Verses 12 and 14, they describe the bride and how she has been made ready for marriage. Jesus Christ has made us, his bride, perfect unto himself through his death. Revelation 19, 7 through 8 say, Let us rejoice, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Yes. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Amen. Verse 15, With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought, they shall enter into the king's palace. Imagine the celebration and joy we will all experience when Jesus comes back, splits the sky open, and takes his bride home on an eternal honeymoon. That's right. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yes. Verse 16. Instead of thy father shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. Here the psalmist again talks of forsaking the old and embracing the new. Yes. Jesus said, whoever forsakes anything here for his sake will receive it again a hundredfold, if not on earth, then in the world to come. Right. Verse 17. Yes. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. Right. Brothers, this song was written 3,000 plus years ago, but here we are reading and celebrating around it today. Amen. This verse is true. Let us make sure we convey the glory of Jesus Christ to the next generation. Yes. It should yes. be our greatest joy and purpose to talk about Jesus and his glory to others. Right. First Timothy 3.16 says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Amen. 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 Brothers, do we realize what this glorious husband has done for us? Why don't we love him more? 
what more should he have done? Let it not let that. Why do we let the things he hates into our lives? Let that not be so, brethren. I have a warning. The Bible says, "If any man loves not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed." Let me read one final passage, Ephesians three fourteen through twenty one. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened, strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above, abundantly above all that we ask or think, According to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. 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 Amen, Amen, Daniel.